Hello and welcome to this week's recording of Mindset Musings podcast with my co-host, Mr. Simon Gardner, co-founder of Carrington West, one of the fastest growing recruitment companies in the United Kingdom and multi-award winning recruitment company. Thank you very much, Ben. Excellently done. Um, And my co-host, Ben Miles, co-founder of Victorious Festival, um, which takes place in Portsmouth, the UK's only island city. Um, on the bank holiday um, August bank holiday weekend at the end of the month there Um, and tickets are on sale they are and we are due by the time this goes out probably a week or two away from our first major lineup announcement so um, keep keep them peeled guys yeah 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 you've had a few you mentioned some already haven't you yeah we've already released um, Stereophonics as our Friday night headliner and a few others but um, yeah we this is going to be our our main sort of first first release of the meat of the lineup so um, yeah we're looking forward looking forward to that it's nice to be um, just nice to be back doing it properly last year we got the festival on which was great but um, obviously it was a bit of a tumultuous year up and down lockdowns didn't know if we were going to get to go ahead or not so it's nice to have a bit more of a clear run of it this year so um, yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, um, yeah. and how, how have you been this week? Yeah, very good, thank you. Um, something we'll come on to later on, I'm sure. But um, sticking to the goals, the the uh, 2022 goals so far, which is uh, which is good. I know it's obviously still January, so we're all still fresh and keen. But um, that's all going well. So, what about yourself? Yes, very good at the moment. Um, we are house hunting at the moment um we've just literally come back from a viewing um about a couple of hours ago um in a place called widley um which i'm not going to move to um <laughs> i drove there and i was like where the fuck are we going <laughs> um she was like no no that's nice but um yeah if you listen to mate lovely house but um nah it's too far for me i'm we're, we're looking at in a place just on the hill um, we're, we're looking at one tomorrow um, and for those that don't know Portsmouth it is a very very densely populated city um, in fact um, apart from Tower Hamlets which is a London borough the most densely populated urban area in the whole of the UK um, so I had my car crashed into outside my house the other day and um, and we're already already considering it um, but to me I was like oh you know party's over um, I, I've dragged it out I'm 40 this year um, and I think I want to move somewhere where I can just park my car. I think that's just, you know, <laughs> primarily park my car without it being damaged. Um, her insurance company are not going to pay for some of the damage at the moment um, because why would um, it being impacted from the back cause damage on the front? Um, I mean, I'm no scientist or, um, or, or you know, um, or anything, but I, I'd assume um some impact does move through a vehicle so i'm sort of dealing with that at the moment um but um but no it, it's been a, it's been a great week and and last monday was blue monday wasn't it officially um the, the most depressing day of the year but every time that when that rolls around i actually feel it was some of my i don't know why i feel i feel great at the moment i, I don't really i don't tend to drink in the new year and i don't do it's not dry January before people jump on me. Dry January is not worth it. You drink more in February. Any break from alcohol, I think little ones are are, are worth it. But 
this year, I've got no desire. I've got no desire to do it. I haven't set a date. Um, if I want a beer, I'll have a beer. I don't want one. I, and, and, and at the moment, if I, if I reduce it a little bit, um, you know, it, my productivity goes through the roof. So, you know, it is, it is that Monday where you sort of come back to the office and you see people that they failed dry January. They're, 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 um, <laughs> they are hungover. Um, they're, they're tired. That you, they promised to write themselves a few goals for the for the year. They haven't. They're, they're, um, um, you know, their their New Year's resolutions are, are, are fucked already. And and it's Monday, and you can kind of they haven't got a holiday book. This is the reason, sort of, it's called Blue Monday. But I, I, um, yeah, I feel absolutely great at the moment. I feel very driven, very focused. Um, and yeah, it's all going well. So. Sad, sad to hear you're going to leave us the rest of us bottom feeders down here in Eastney. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I might, I might have to sell an oven just to you know keep myself going. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I might, I might sell this house. I might just leave it empty, um, <laughs> and you know just to come and if I do have a few beers, I could just come back here. Um, Not a bad. You, know, you, you, you never know. You never know. <laughs> um, but um, right, so today we are discussing visualization aren't we yes and it is very very important in fact it's probably one of my accidentally and current coincidentally probably one of my best tools that i've used now i'm i do struggle with quite a quite a bit i struggle and i'll be just at our management 360 reviews at work so it's uh um your peers of which I've got four in, in the business, five in the business, and, and all my direct reports um, in the business anonymously, um, slightly, basically. Um, and I've got a lot of development points that they have constantly pull, pulled out, including getting back to people on time, including um, various other things. So I do struggle. People, you know, I'm going to be open and honest about that. There's things that I really need to work out. Visualisation is not one of those things. I... Uh, don't want to come across as braggy because that's what you know happens these days if you say you're good at something which i think is ridiculous i am good at visualizing and i'm good at using it to achieve something and make it happen um so let's ask the question what is visualization well we all know what visualization is it is holding an image in your mind but what is it in an entrepreneurial sense or uh, or a professional sense or or something you know in a goal related setting so for me, it, it's a, it's the practice, um, it's an art, but there's also a science to it, and we'll come on to that later, of holding images, thoughts, and scenarios in your head of a desired outcome, whether that's um, something material, like a new house, a new car, or an achievement, like a graduation or a promotion. And it's holding that image enough times um, and, and clear enough and, and on a regular basis enough that it basically happens. Right now, I'm not talking here about hippie hocus pocus stuff, right? I'm there is a book called The Secret. If you read it, it starts off quite well. Then when when you get into it, it it, it becomes a bit nonsensical. Let's say where you hold an image in your mind and it just happens. That not going to happen, and that is like rubbish in my opinion. What we're talking about here is holding images and visualizing an outcome that you desire so much that it triggers your subconscious to um, change or drive patterns in your behavior 
um, and your subconscious getting to work on finding solutions about how to achieve this. And don't forget, we've said in previous podcasts, your subconscious is your most powerful tool. And it is like paying a strategic director or a consultant that you where you don't pay is for free to come up with ideas about how to achieve things when you're driving a car, having a shower, stacking the dishwasher, or sometimes magically asleep, right? So it's holding these thoughts. So it triggers behaviors and, and, and um, your subconscious into, into, into um, action. So um, if I fixate on things enough, they happen. And that, I was, and that's good and bad. It's happened both times. I've thought about bad scenarios and guess what? They fucking happen. Um, and it's happened to me in, in enough times. Um, so it's a way of being able to make things happen, as we said. So if I fixate on my mind on, on, a, on a scenario and, and I can visualize the outcome, I can honestly transfer my mind, whether my eyes are open or not, whether it's whether I'm lying in bed or whether it's daylight, I can transfer my mind to another place and I've worked on this um, and I've been doing this probably since I was about 18 or 19 just coincidentally um, and I've read books you know in the last three or four years about this and it's giving you um, things that actually coincidentally I was probably doing when I was 19. Um, now it's probably something you might be born with or, or not but I, the only and I can only talk from my experience but I know it's a muscle that can be developed and a skill that can be honed because I'm much better at it now than I was probably 10 years ago. Um, and so I can, I can look down, I can visualize what I'm wearing. I can visualize the room I'm in. I can visualize who I'm with. Um, and I can visualize what it feels like to have achieved what I'm trying to achieve or, or obtaining what I'm trying to obtain. I can feel it. Now, if you, to visualize that every few days for a year um it's basically um it's visualizing the outcome it's picturing it and it's basically almost writing it in into the world um and it's almost written that it's going to happen um so i can only describe it like visualization used properly is like being on you, you know when you're on a train and it, you, you know the, the, there's one from like Manch uh, there's one from London to Manchester. If you miss one of those stops, you're going uh, 100 miles to Stoke from like London. There's, you ain't stopping. No, one there wants is no to go there. Sorry, no one wants Stoke. to go there. <laughs> I've been to Stoke more than enough times through work and other things. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going back. You're right, right. So if you miss the stop from I think it's Houston, you are going to Stoke, right? Unless you pull that alarm and you're paying probably two grand to get off. Which, to be honest. Is probably worth, <laughs> worth it. it. It's well worth it. But I can only describe visualizing and visualization used properly as being on a train that you've you are you are going to that next stop. There is nothing you can do when you are a mile outside Houston and you've actually accidentally not got off. You're going to Stoke. You're already on the app thinking about how you're going to get back to London. You're phoning people up. Can you give me a lift? You, you're going there, and that is visualization used properly. It is going to happen, and once you know it's going to happen everything falls into place it'll be it's fucking weird everything falls into place to make that thing happen because you with whether you know it or not every action you do is leading you towards towards that action whether you know it or not your subconscious has got to work on how it's going to achieve this and whether as i said whether you consciously know it or not you are um 
you are going towards that direction. Um, now, how do I use this? Um, just finally, how do I use this to positively impact other people? So a great example of this is um, at at work, at the company that we all co that me and my, me and my mates co-founded. Um, we've all got our own divisions now. We've we've finally got organised, um, and we've all got our own divisions. So my division at the moment is uh, thirteen from from eighty people. Got quite a good deal, um, but I'm looking to grow that, and and we need people to be promoted and things like that. So what I'd do, we've just gone through our end of year reviews. Um, and I was very, very happy with the goals that people have written down, their personal goals. But the visualisation bit is where people tended to struggle. And it's where people do struggle. And what I do is I put people in an environment in their mind. And I always use the Christmas party year on year. Even in January, I'm going, right, for example, this week, I've said to everyone, right, we're 13 people. But at the Christmas party, Carriage Christmas party 2022, we're going to need two tables because we're going, to grow, we're going to grow to 18, 19 people this year. And 18, 19 people was the size of the company in 2015, right? So that's how we've, right, so you, people are visualising themselves in the place where we have normally have our Christmas party. They're visualising two tables. Yeah, fucking hell, we'd have two tables. I didn't think about that. And don't forget, we're going to have three promotions in this. So yours will probably be around about October. Yours will be around November. And yours will just be a few days before the Christmas party if you work it out. So we'll all have a we'll all have a drink with each other and celebrate three promotions in this department. Yeah, right. We'll be on three, we'll be on three tables. We'll be celebrating um X1's promotion. Right. We're in an environment where they can start to feel the achievement. That's the start of visualization. Um and the environment and and and, and imagining this is is all important. Um what what's your experience of this? Um well to give a kind of tangible example i suppose from my background uh event design um and also hospitalities you know when you create a a hospitality business pub restaurant whatever you have to think of the name the layout the the look the furniture you know the offer of the product what you're going to be selling um but yeah to bring it back to the event world you know similarly you know take victorious obviously as a prime example the team we've worked on lineup um you know we have a branding team for how we want the the marketing to look um and then there's the offer on site um you know who is your sort of target market you uh, a festival or an event isn't a tangible product so you you know it, it happens once a year in most cases so you know you do have to be really imaginative and 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 think that sort of stuff through really um so that's just speaking from my experience how i've come to do it and quite similar to yourself i um i used to do it or have done it um without thinking about it really there was a we, we used to run a beer festival down here in portsmouth in the guild hall um which used to be run many years ago and then it stopped um and then we, we kind of had a vision to bring it back and we were sort of designing the layout and uh, and how it was going to look and it came to fruition and it was really successful for it had a good run of a few years again um so that's that's my experience of it. Um, I actually came across visualization. It, it sort of cemented into me that people were using it. I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Um, the book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Um, a fantastic book. Definitely changed changed my course in life. I think a little bit in terms of development. Yeah. Uh, opened my mind up a lot. 
And um, I, I honestly think that book, you've made a great point. That book should be in the first, if you've never read a self-development book or life strategy book or anything like that, that should be in the first one or two that you read. Mm. It's what all of the major, you know, world famous coaches, entrepreneurs, you know, that's on their top five. Yeah. Consistently. And there's how to win friends and influence people is probably right up there as well. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd advise everyone to read that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, yeah, hundred percent. I agree with you there. Um, and I came across a piece in there. I, I flicked back through it actually, just in some prep for, for this recording, we were going to do it. Um, and there, there was two really good points in there. Actually, the first one was about um, a chap called Edwin C. Barnes, who had heard of Thomas Edison um, and was determined to um, go and work for him and eventually become his business partner. Um and he, he visualized that and he, he the point I was making is, is the desire. And he went to work. He managed to get a foot in the door. I think he traveled across the States, managed to get an interview for the company, got a job um, and worked there for five years mm. um, with, with not even a sniff of, you know, escalating up the company structure or anything like that. And um, he just had an opportunity one day, which, which uh, Edison took note of and took him on board. And he eventually became Thomas Edison's business partner. Yep. And, and that was all through visualization. Mm. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying you're going to sit here and imagine you're going to be Elon Musk's business partner and hey, presto, six months later, you're, you know, working alongside him, developing rockets to Mars. But there is, as you are going to come on to in a bit, there is also a science behind it. Um, but I think desire is is a key factor. Um, and he, he outlines in the book, it's a six point step Um uh, behind your desire to want to achieve something you sort of fix your mind on exactly what you want um you have to be exact you can't just be vague saying oh, i want lots of money you have to sort of put a figure on it point two is to de- determine exactly what you intend to give in return for that um establish a definite date you intend to do it by create a definite plan write it out clear and concisely um and point six which some people may or may not like to do but he he says suggests to read it out loud twice daily yep. uh, whenever it's convenient for you. But I think that just sort of underlines your point you were making about the subconscious is at the forefront of your mind. If these are your, your desires, these are your, uh, there's a point I was going to ask you actually, um, probably could be confused with daydreaming. How would you define mm. the two or would you even separate them? Are they the same thing? Good question. Uh, I mean, you can chuck in meditation, you know, if some, if I'm ever asked, do I meditate? I suppose the answer is yes, in my own sort of way. Um, daydream, meditation, it's all the same thing, isn't it? I don't know. I, I'm not, you know, I had, I, I was offered books by uh, by this guy um, that, that used to be into it, you know, proper meditation. And I, you know, you read the first few pages, it's linked to yoga and stuff like that. And I've got no, you know, I haven't got, that's not me, um, let's say. So, but you are right staring out the window is is quite often where I do most of my important work um it's how I'm trying to solve a process issue at work um it's where we, we've talked about this before but daydreaming I suppose can be seen as maybe fairly wasteful um it's maybe not something linked to to what you want to achieve or is daydreaming the the start of um, even identifying what you want in the first place you know if you imagine I, I use this analogy that people 
people at work again i'm very visual as you, as we've as we've described that's why i use so many analogies because in my mind i'm picturing and when i talk about this sort of thing i'm picturing a trawler that's throwing its net far and wide so that to me is daydreaming you chuck your net far and wide what do you even want so you, you, you can imagine the net's gone straight into the ocean and then over time they're pulling the net in and then you sort of hone in on what particular area of your life you want to improve and what you want to achieve etc etc and daydreaming is the start of all this um, and visualization is at the sharper business end point of it is what how i de define it um but fucking daydream like definitely you know daydream like that's what are we without sort of our, our, our hopes and dreams we're we're you know we're just stuck in a rut aren't we just just existing and, and um and i think you know, I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of coasting every now and then and, and just existing. But I think without daydreams, you're not gonna you're not gonna even want to know, you're not even gonna know what your biggest desires are to then even put a plan in place. No, it's true. I suppose the old fashioned way of looking at daydreaming, the way it's sort of portrayed is uh to put it in kind of context is you know, someone sat at a computer supposed to be doing a set amount of tasks or workload, yeah. staring out the window, boss comes along. Get back to it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snap out of it. What you, you know, daydreaming, Mate, wasting time. I, I bet you, Steve Jobs was bollocked for daydreaming quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. I bet you, fucking Bill Gates was bollocked for daydreaming quite a bit. You know, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. you, 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 it really is. We, we talked about it before, didn't we? Um, Warren Buffett spends seventy five percent of his day reading. <laughs> mm. Talking um, um, about meditation, actually, um, on my uh, reading recently, uh, I mentioned before, obviously, in my own podcast episode we did um i like to walk a lot and i i double that up so i listen to books and all the uh podcasts but sometimes i don't sometimes i just stroll and because i'm walking up the beach you get the sound of the waves lapping in it's kind of a meditation yep. in itself you know the clarity of thought you get is is um is really good and talking to steve jobs um this book uh, was mentioning about how he actually used to walk around his neighborhood where he lived in, uh, I think it was in California somewhere, um, most of the time uh, for huge parts of the day. And he would invite people to join him on walks. So sort of close business associates, people that were working with him in development of products and stuff. And they would just have walking meetings. You know, we've spoken about this loads of times before. And you're thinking that's one of the perceived to be one of the most successful people in the modern era. Mm. Um, and that that's the, the ironic thing is he's walking and he's he's not not anywhere near an electronic device which is what yeah, his yeah. company obviously yeah. developed for the world um so yeah, it's, he, it's, he also knows they're trying to make him fairly addictive yeah of course yeah <laughs> yeah of course um but it's, it's it's interesting that kind of um contradiction almost in how he went about his yeah. ways um so yeah i thought it was interesting yeah no it, it is interesting and as i said done properly visualization um makes you feel like it's already achieved okay so it then that then drives your belief if you've already achieved it and you and you as i said napoleon hills as saying it out loud this is putting a tangible voice into the world that this has been achieved so that then um your belief increases that it can be because in your mind it has been and you're on that train, you can't get off, you're going there whether you like it or not. That then, the belief then drives the behaviour, the behaviour then drives the daily tasks in your mind that then have to be completed, whether you know it or not, to take you each step closer to that, to what you're visualising. Um, 
And as I said, I have visualized um, personal relationships that have happened. I visualized um, some bad shit sometimes that I, you know, and you, and you, and, and you find, you, you hear this news and you go, I'm not going to tell you on this, but I fucking thought about that about six weeks ago. And that has happened. And mm-hmm. that, that has got obviously no bearing, Like there's no, no action would, would cause me to cause anything bad, but I'm not saying I have premonitions. I'm just thinking fucking hell. I thought about that exact scenario six weeks ago. So there can be coincidences like that because obviously on the, on the good side, you do actively, there are actions that that take place to, to cause good things, but there are huge coincidences where, where quite often you'll, you'll think of something bad or slip into your head and it will take place. Um, so how can you do it if you've never done it? How can you start? Um, as we've said, I don't know. I'm not. am not. Uh, I'm not a neurologist or anything like this. You might be born with a, a propensity to do it more effectively than others, or or not. But I've always been fairly good at it, um, and I've been good at it from around about 19. I remember the pe- specific event that caused me to start on this journey, and it was a it was a, a, a an incident that I wasn't proud of, um, and it was probably. You know, everyone, when you're 17, 18, 19, you think, you think you're completely invincible. Um, and I remember I was, I was in trouble with the police, basically, for something fucking stupid. Um, and it was kind of maybe the best thing that ever happened to me um, because it was a big jolt into, into uh, a, different, a different angle. Sorry, just quickly, Simon. I also have to uh, confess that um, when I was uh, sort of mid to late teens, a little brush with uh, the law as well and yep. the thing that I got involved or was allegedly involved with I <laughs> hand on heart no hand on heart I, I wasn't involved in however yep. at the time I was being a little toe rag yep. for a very yep. brief period in my life and I saw that as a lesson so yep. very very mirrored to what you've said there uh, totally and um, this happened to me um, only a few weeks before I was going to uni um, the repercussions meant that you know I couldn't get fully involved in like freshers week stuff like that, and and I was fucking pissed off at myself. So I was starting a new chapter in many senses, in many in many senses of the word. I was starting uni, new 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 sort of you know new experiences, and I remember writing down um, right. I am at rock bottom here. Um, people are ashamed of me. Um, I've caused damage to other people's property that I'm you know, and and I won't go too into it, but. And it wasn't vandalism or anything stupid like that. But, I mean, it wasn't anything deceitful. It was just a stupid, stupid mistake. Um, but that drove me on. And that is now, that was 2002, I believe. And I remember it, going on holiday. They allowed me to go on holiday uh, about a week after, thankfully. Um, but it was looking touch and go. <laughs> um, but uh, me, and my, me and my partner at the time, we went on holiday. And I remember sat there. We had two weeks in our uncle's villa. Um, and I wrote down 10 goals and I thought, right, how am I going to change what I'm doing now and where I want to be? I don't want to be this fucking idiot. I want to be, I want to be, I want to have done something. I want to have looked back and be proud. I want people to be proud of me at the moment. They couldn't be less proud of me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a knob, <laughs> you know, some people say I'm still am, but I'm, I'm a better one. But so I wrote down 10 goals and I remember on the back of my bedroom door putting um, what it would each goal would would look like if I achieved it and back then we're not talking um, printing out you know stuff from Google images it was mainly just cutting things out of a magazine and, and, and I had it and, and at the time 
and now, now you read these books now and go on fucking Instagram now and you see a vision board this and vision board that that was basically a vision board and I didn't realise what I was creating and every day when I woke up I had a savings amount I had a I had um, various things that, that I wanted to achieve and obviously smashed the first year at uni being one and all this sort of thing. And within a few months, you build the momentum up and you are going towards these, this vision. That is no, there is no, no, no two ways about it. I use the shame as a cauldron of, of activity to drive me away from where that was. Um, and so coincidentally, I was doing things from about 19 that actually you now read in books, obviously not perfectly, um, and I've definitely honed my, my 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 skills in that area. So if you've never done it, how can you start? So my advice in this area would be um, be aware of where you are. Now, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Um, pat yourself on the back. Life's hard. But be aware of where you are and be aware of where you want to go to. Now, that this could be uh, learning an instrument. It could be uh, moving to a new country. You know, what is it? What is the big one or 10 things that you want to achieve? write them down and put it in a vision. Okay. I won't talk about the goal setting thing that is in episodes, uh, either 10, 11, 12 or 13, something like that around that point. Have a look. Um, it's two halves. Um, but this is the vision aspect. This is the visualization. And the, before you write any goals, you need to write a vision. And as I said, this is the bit that people struggle with. So you need to write in the present tense as, as if it's happened. Okay. That is very, very, very important. So you write, it's new, you can you can say the date, it's New Year's Eve, 2022, um, I met a friend for drinks, um, I, I'm, I've got 10 minutes on my own, and I look back at, my, at the year, and what a fantastic year I've had, we've been on holiday twice as a family, I've bought that new car, we moved house, um, I lost that weight and kept it off, um, and my savings went from, um, you know, two grand on a credit card to five grand in a bank account, what a great year I've had, you write it, as if you're writing it on New Year's Eve. So when you read it, and I suggest to read it at least weekly, um, it doesn't have to be reams and reams. You can have it on your phone, whatever. You read it, you read it out loud if you can. Um, if you're a bit embarrassed and you're reading it in a toilet cubicle, keep it in your head, whatever. Um, and you read this as, and you're, and you're reading it in the present tense. It is happening. You are on that train. Um, now what happens is, you know, you can then, from that bit, you, you can then set the 10 steps the 10 steps from where you are to this vision is, is, is the goals that you need to achieve. And, but you visualize what it feels like to be at that party on New Year's Eve or around your families on Christmas day or somewhere you, where you go every year, you know, you might go to a panto on the fifth, somewhere towards the end of the year. It has to be towards the end of the year. You visualize where you normally go at a certain point every year towards the end. What am I wearing? What does it feel like to achieve what I've fit, what I've achieved? That is visualization in its early form. If you struggle to hold it in your mind, which most people will, you can start a vision board. Um, and what I would recommend with that is don't, you know, don't go on, you know, not Pinterest thing, not on, not on your phone. You need, you need to be, this needs to be a tangible thing in the world. The more tangible it is, the more likely it is to happen, believe it or not. And that is why people, when they write their goals down on a bit of paper and put them in the drawer, rather than just having them in their mind um, or, or on their phone, they're more likely to happen. It's something that's actually physical that you can feel and touch. It's more likely to happen. Um, and by the way, if people are listening to this thinking this guy's crazy, um, none of my successful mates disagree with this. <laughs> it's only the people that, let's say, aren't as, you know, they're not doing as much that actually think this is a load of bollocks. So you can choose who you believe. 
Um, so start. You can start with the vision board. Once you've once you've done that, you'll find two or three years in, you might not even need it um, if you do this consistently. Um, and you can go on Google Images now. You can print this stuff out. You can cut and and you can pick what that vision looks like in photos. If it's a new house, if it's a holiday home, if it's just a, a holiday down in Devon, print it out, stick it on there. You'll find that you're visualizing it, you're feeling it. Um, and, and, it and it's much more likely to happen because your subconscious will believe it's happened. Um, there is actually some science on this, Ben. Believe it or not. Okay. Um, yeah, so, and this is turning into a real... Um, not rant, but it, 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 I am passionate about this. I've seen it happen and I really do want other people to try and try it out. Um, so the science really um, relates to how the brain works. Um, and there was a, a clinical professor um, called Srini Pillay, actually. Um, and he was a Harvard professor, 1972. Now he used and started to study how visualization um helped um the physical body so we're not talking about achieving goals here we're not talking about anything that people might doubt um you know uh, as i said sort of hippie hocus hocus pocus stuff people might be writing off what i say is rubbish so i've got a more sort of tangible um uh, kind of study here about how it actually helps the physical body so you've got athletes returning from injury you've got stroke victims you've got these types of people now Srini worked on um, how uh, a visualization technique where for the hours before therapy um, or physiotherapy on the physical body to deal with a certain ailment um, the the patient would visualize the the movement for for, for a certain time and the study showed that visualizing it meant that the meant that the the actual physiotherapy was far more successful. The the arm raised above the head um, uh, much stronger and and a, and a much more high percentage than if if it wasn't being visualized the hour before. Um, now this was done over a, a long period, and it and the results were consistent. Okay, so it activates in the mind something called the motor cortex. It activates it directly imagining the movement allows us to remember and mentally rehearse our intended movements. Okay. And it showed, um, as I said, uh, uh, much more increased actions and it actually done over a longer period actually started to rearrange how the neurons in the brain were actually communicating with each other. So if you think that that, if you think it can move an arm above, above a head, when, you know, when the when the patient struggled to do that for many months or maybe many years, imagine what it's going to do to your subconscious when you're trying to achieve something. The action, although people can't connect these dots in their mind because there's not a physical thing moving, I guarantee you, um, you will you will move closer. You, you your every decision you make, whether you know it or not, will be moving you closer and closer. Um, and I suppose you see this in um, like energy reflects energy. Don't forget, and you sort of see this in in relationships, don't you? I've got a, I've got a few mates who um, who always seem to go out with crazy girls. That's what they say. Oh, my girlfriend's always crazy. Oh, all, all, all eight of them. And you and you think, <laughs> you know, maybe um, maybe it's what you're fixating on. Maybe it's what you're thinking. Maybe it's what you're visualising that you're starting to attract. 
Now that can be a new house. It can be a new job. It can be a promotion. It can be a certain type of relationship. Um, it can be um, the wrong relationship. And, and I think the energy you put out and what you fixate on um, and what you constantly have in your mind, you will start to attract. And you do see that. You do see that in some relationships. Um, and, and you do see the same mistake maybe being repeated and repeated and repeated um, by by people and, and the people that they attract into their lives. That's a, now that's another good physical um, kind of representation of of of, of how, how the mind can attract certain things. Yeah, it comes down to that point uh, about you know surrounding yourself with good people, like minded people. I think doesn't it really? That that's all part of visualization, really. Um, you know, you look at people that have achieved or are achieving, you know, what you would like to be achieving as well. Um, and you, you mix with those people, you know, like minds bounce off of each other. Um, and that, that kind of, that is part of the visualization process for me. And it, it, it does boil down to desire really. Um, you know, once you've got that sort of drive inside of you to, to want to get where you, where you want to be, um, then yeah, that's all, all part of the process, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What, and just finally for me, what do you think? I mean, I, I've, I've read into this and it's just for me, one step beyond to be fair. And I'm a big believer in this, as, as you can tell from this podcast, but um, the CIA back in the seventies and eighties, didn't they? They, um, they, they used or tried to, at some stage, there was a whole program on it. Um, not program on TV, but you know, like, a, you know, like an American initiative, um, let's say to use people that were, um, excellent at visualization to, to solve murders <laughs> um and there was one um that sticks in my mind and i don't remember the full details but it was basically they, they described the murder scene and they were basically testing out with this um consultant to the to the cia they were like they they, they chucked him a task basically to see if his if his knowledge would be worth it and they said right here's the murder scene we're not going to tell you where it is um, but this is the room Okay, now walk out of the room, walk down the street, tell us where it is. And the guy went, yep, yep, no problem. And he started to describe to an artist um, what the road looked like. And, um, you know, they, they, they had the current photograph of the road and they had the artist's impression. And they were like, this guy's just talking shit. Um, it's, a load of, it's a load of rubbish. It does, doesn't work. When they looked at it later on, when 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 someone looked at a more historical photo of the road, it was pretty accurate, right? So the argument was, there's no argument because it just simply can't be true. <laughs> it can't be true. But the thought was, well, maybe they can visualise and separate space and time. Maybe they're visualising this road. They've never been down. They've only been shown a photo of the actual room where the murder took place maybe they're visualizing it from another century. And it was, it was about a hundred years before. Now, what Ben Miles is your thoughts on that? I, yeah. I mean, it is hard to believe, but yes. you know, it's not impossible. It's not, it's I not. Just a, I just had a thought on that. Actually deja vu. Yeah. That's a that's a kind of facet of visualization in a weird it, sort of warped way. It is, isn't it? It is. The, we only use ten percent of our brains. Um, have you ever seen the film called? And I always bring it back to a film. Have you ever seen the film called Lucy? No. No. 
Um, and so it's a, it's a, it's a, about a woman that um, Scarlett Johansson, I think. Always important to mention. Um, but I think she 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 taps in. It's a bit like Limitless, um, but she taps in naturally, I believe, uh, rather than taking the pill that that Limitless in limitless but um she taps into the remaining 92 percent or whatever we don't use of, of our brains and she starts to control like vibes and she starts to like be able to move cars and stuff like this and um she, in the end she calls a whirlwind of hell now my missus is called lucy and um you know maybe she <laughs> maybe it's based on her i'm not too sure but um you know it's it, it's a good film it's an interesting one but we we are like deja vu is a great example of that like, where does that, what the hell is going on with that? You know, we, we, you know, I another know. thing, another thing I've uh, read uh, last year sometime uh, is this is science study. This is, you know, actual science. When you remember something, you are remembering the last time you remembered it. Yes. Yeah. 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 That always brought, oh, do you know what? Um, I only read that about six weeks ago. Um, but that's, was a mind blown time for me. A bit like three D printing for me. Blue yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that is so true, isn't it? You are only actually remember. Do you, and do, you th- do you ever remember a, the, the actual event? Do you think you ever remember the the original copy? It's like photocopy and a photocopy and a photocopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Appa- apparently not according to that science. And I, I mean, I suppose that would probably explain why over time you know, maybe you're not remembering exactly how things happened. You you can remember the kind of the scene, but yeah. you can't remember exactly what colour jumper someone was wearing or, you know, what car happened to be there or Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's a way that the the what what you think happened kind of morphs from what actually happened at the time. Yeah, but obviously yeah, yeah. we'll we'll never know unless there's video footage, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Um so really well what we're talking about here is I mean it's quite possible that you can visualize the future much clearer than you can visualize the past um you know or, or you can at least attempt to or, or as i said try to so that it then drives your behavior to, to try and achieve it um but yeah it's all very very interesting um and, and and honestly shouldn't be overlooked um if you want proof i um i can't give it to you um so the, the there is there is that you can only try it and as i said um, I'm fortunate enough to know some very driven um, and what from the outside of looking in, although I don't think we've, I, personally, I don't think I've even started yet and they'd say the same, but from the outside of looking in, fairly successful people that have done very well and they're not, they're not 40 yet. And they all use this. They all use it or try to as much as possible. Um, and it's usually laughed at by people that would be perceived by the outside world to, to, just live in Eastney. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So um, that's the only kind of proof that I can give you in terms of what it can do for you. Um, and, and I'd honestly, it is, it's a powerful tool. Um, and, and, I, and like you said, deja vu just comes to you. Now that, that is, you know, even that's an insane thing. We are, we aren't tapping into the rest of our brain. We are not no. tapping into it. That's um, a good, um, that's a good point to leave it on. I think, cause we are, yeah out of time pretty much but um thanks for the chat today really enjoyed that and um if anyone wants to do some sort of further exploration other than listen to this episode um i would recommend you read the napoleon hill think and grow rich um fantastic 
book with a big chunk about visualization in there. And um, yeah, I'd like to pick this topic up again. I think in, in the next series, we can come back around to it and um, elaborate yeah. a bit more, I think. Yeah, totally. Well, we can, um, you know, I've, I've got my goal set for the year. We can we can visit it later in the year and, and, and you know, I'm happy to share a few. Not not all, but we can them. Um, yeah, they they are they are they are visualised, and we can see how how it's worked. I'm sure. Sounds like a plan. Okay, thanks to everyone for listening, downloading. Um, get in touch on Instagram or leave us a review. Even better. Um, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Oh, 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 oh.